Not guilty. Not guilty is the verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I'm going to give you the Dr. Boyce breakdown of Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, tell you how <laughs> white boys can get away with stuff like this. And we know that, that a black man could never, ever be found not guilty in a similar situation. So we're going to talk about this. Get comfortable. Walk up seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I'll tell you what, uh, I, a lot of a lot of you are very, very um, maybe disappointed, uh, maybe confused by the whole verdict with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse is on trial for shooting uh, some protesters at a Black Lives Matter rally, and uh, a lot of people are up in arms about it, and there's a lot of opinions floating around the internet, and so I thought I would kind of drill into it and kind of give you some perspectives that might be beneficial to help you kind of see it in a certain way. Now, uh, first of all, I should, I'd be remiss not to say hello to everybody. Uh, good to see you. I see Doretha and Darlene and uh, the real Keisha. Uh, Keisha's keeping it real. Like see that Brian, Patrick, good to see you all hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button right now. Uh, because our goal is to tell you the truth and to really give you a perspective that can be beneficial to you. So uh, let me ask you this. Yes or no. Let, let's say let's say guilty or not guilty. Let's let's have a trial. Let, we're going to retrial Kyle Rittenhouse in in this space. Kyle Rittenhouse is uh you know he's a he's a white boy that likes to get on the other stand and cry a lot. It was actually kind of funny watching him cry. He looked kind of ridiculous on the stand. Uh, but then again, that's how jury stuff works. The, those are the theatrics that you tend to see. Uh, you know when somebody's fighting for their life. You know this reminds me. You know this reminds me. You know, this reminds me. Remember when R. Kelly did that interview with Gail King, and he was like, "Man, this is my life, man. This is my life. This is my life." Well, that's kind of what that reminded me of. It's kind of like so. He's kind of the white R. Kelly. Um, you know, poor R. Kelly. He's a poor guy. But then again, hey, chickens come home to roost, and uh, we can't sit here and pretend like R. Kelly didn't do anything that was a little bit problematic. How about that? I'm not going to tell you what to think about R. Kelly, but I'm going to say that I wouldn't let him around my kids. Uh, and so with Kyle Rittenhouse, you saw that he was um, upset. You know, he was scared and he was on the, you know, on the stand. And and I can imagine, you know, being, feeling like that. If you're, you know, a teenager, I don't know how old the guy is. I think he's, is he even 20 years old yet? And, uh, but, but, you know, but he wasn't always scared, right? Remember Rittenhouse, uh, he showed up. Uh, it, at a Black Lives Matter uh, rally, uh, gun gun in hand, uh, you know, so he became instant gangster. He became instantly gangster uh, because he had this gun, AR-15 or something. I don't know, something that a teenager shouldn't shouldn't have. And uh, he showed up and I watched the video of Rittenhouse. I watched the whole video because I don't go by what the media says. I don't care about what the media thinks half the damn time. I don't trust the media. I think the media is 
uh, full of people that have agendas. And some of those agendas are absolute crap. And in many cases, you have scenarios where uh, where y'all know y'all lying. You know the media is out here lying. You know that uh, that this is a bunch of uh, BS that's, that they report sometimes, whether you're talking about Fox or MSNBC. Your whole media, journalistic, journalistic integrity is dead. Journalist integrity has died, and it's caused a society that is incredibly confused because people don't know where to go to get the truth. So in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I did not turn to Rachel Maddow to tell me how I should feel about this trial as a black man. I didn't. I didn't. I don't turn to these these people because I know what you're doing. You're creating, you're making black people what I call involuntary allies. You know, the, the, the MSNBC folks, they, they like to turn black people into what, what I would call involuntary allies. That means that they uh, they grab on to, they take your trauma, right? Because y'all got real trauma. You got real trauma in your community. I mean, you got you had 200 rappers that died this year. 200 rappers. I don't even count all the fans that died. You had the, the brother Young Dolph that just got killed the other day. RIP to Young Dolph. Uh, crazy stuff happened at the Travis Scott concert earlier this year. Him and Drake get on stage. Next thing you know, people are dying in the stands. Then also you have hundreds and hundreds of killings happening in cities all across this country. Chicago, for example, or one of many cities that's going through this, had a record number of deaths in the community. So we are living with real trauma. We're living with real death. We're living with real devastation. So there are people out here, and these are people that pretend to be your friends, but they really ain't your friends. They want to be your allies, but they're not really your allies because an ally is supposed to help you. An ally ain't supposed to just use you. They're not into serving black people. They're into selling black people. They will use you to win elections. These people don't give a damn about what's going on with you, but they will use your trauma every opportunity they can get. Anytime they can lean on black trauma and black trigger triggeredness, right, to to pursue an agenda that's typically a left wing Marxist, communist, anarchist agenda, they will do that. So so what happened here with this whole situation to me? And I'm going to just tell you all the honesty, God, truth. Y'all know me. I don't think like the average Negro. I'm not a Negro anyway. I'm not a Negro at all. But I, I don't think like the average person. Um, I see what, you, what the game is. Here, here's, here's the deal. Here's what I see when I look at the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. You had a white boy who got pissed at some other white people. He showed up. He, he's a Boy Scout, right? He's a Boy Scout. And in the Boy Scouts, they, they teach you things like you protect your, 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 your assets, you protect your community. I think he had family in, in this city or whatever. But, but in general, um, he kind of did something that, honestly, a lot of you would probably do. Uh, and, and so Kyle Rittenhouse showed up as a Boy Scout saying, I'm going to defend the business owners who are having their businesses burned down and rocks thrown through their windows and Molotov cocktails being thrown at them or whatever. And I'm going to show up strapped. I'm going to show up ready to handle my business if you push me, if you test me. I can't say that I'm mad at that because I'll tell you what, you come mess with my family, you come and mess with my community. I'm going to, I got friends. I got, I, I believe me, when I've had situations where somebody was threatening the livelihood of the people I cared about, we showed up ready to respond accordingly, right? This does not make Kyle Rittenhouse into a good guy. This does not make Kyle Rittenhouse into a hero. This does not make Kyle Rittenhouse into a guy that shouldn't be going to jail. But it does speak to a reality that somehow kind of got left out of the narrative during all the protests last summer. You see, you had a lot of interesting 
things happening during those protests that did not make sense to me, but they make sense if you understand what's going on. They didn't make sense if you don't have no sense, but they make a lot of sense if you got sense. Do you understand? So, so, but I don't got sense. I got dollars, right? So I don't want you to have sense. I want you to have dollars. That means you can think above the fold. You can actually understand what's going on. So here's the deal. I could not understand. Let's start with something very basic. I could not understand why you have a Black Lives Matter protest that's supposed to be a Black issue but most of your protesters look like this. Does anybody else, was there anybody else in the room who was confused when you saw a Black Lives Matter rally, but but but, but most of the people ain't even black? What, what the hell's going on, man? Did, did y'all, did white people suddenly decide that they love us that much that they're going to show up and protest on our behalf? Well, shit, where y'all at for the reparations protest? Where y'all at when a black business owner needs a loan? Where y'all at when black kids getting shot in the hood? Seriously, I mean, if, if y'all are delivering white boys who are willing to go burn down buildings and, and throw, throw Molotov cocktails through windows for a cause, where are y'all when the black community really needs support? Or were you there because it was convenient for you? Were you there because you really, that what you said was the agenda really wasn't the agenda. The agenda was different from the, the agenda, if that makes any sense. It, you know, when you saw, I don't know if anybody else was confused when I saw trucks full of bricks arriving in a very systematic fashion, you know, to, to prepare to make sure all the protesters have have bricks that they can throw through windows. I, I was like, where did these bricks come from? Who's ordering these bricks? How was how does this happen? I didn't see I ain't seen this many black people, white people in the hood uh, since forever, since the start of gentrification, maybe I didn't get it. I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. So, so, so again, it doesn't make sense if you ain't got no sense, but if you got sense, then you understand. So I don't want you to have sense. I want you to have dollars. That's better than sense. Right? So, so for those of you that, that actually have enough sense to make a dollar, you understand what's going on, that this wasn't, this a lot of this they, they, plants. Thank you. That's a great word to use. These were plants. These were people who were not there because they are really carrying the flag for your issues. These are the same damn people who won't pay any attention when black people are saying we deserve reparations. These are the same people who pay no attention when black people say we want our business owners to be able to have the funding they need so they can create their own jobs. These are the same white people who care nothing when black people say we want to build our own schools. We're tired of white people coming into our community and building schools and making money off our kids and then go messing up their brains. Right. These are the same people who care nothing when you say when you talk about what the black community needs. These are the same people who will have an entire protest that like shut down a city because of one police shooting. But we'll say nothing when 100 children get shot in the city of Chicago in one damn weekend. How in the hell does that make sense to you? That don't make no damn sense to me. It just doesn't. So so when I saw this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, let me just tell you what the Kyle Rittenhouse trial was all about. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial was another example of white on white crime. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial was white on white crime. It was it was here's what it was. It was a bunch of white boys chasing another white boy. And, and and he's the wrong one. He apparently he was the wrong one to fuck with that day because he had a AR. If you got an AR-15, I'm not chasing you down the street unless I got a bigger AR. I'm serious. I, the, the, one of the boy, dudes had a skateboard. Let me just tell you a little secret. Let me tell you a little. Uh, I, this is just real talk. You don't bring a skateboard to a gunfight, people. 
a skateboard is not a proper response to an AR-15 just in case it ever happens. If it ever happens, don't show up. With, if, if all you got is a skateboard, you need to skate your raggedy ass back home because this dude, uh, apparently he took it all the way there. And I'm not applauding him. I'm just telling you that some people you just don't play with. And apparently Kyle made it clear. I'm not here to play with you. Like I bought my gun and I know how to shoot it. So at the end of the day, um, you know, the, to me, I saw something that was a little bit like Jerry Springer-ish in nature, in my view. You ever watch Jerry Springer and you just see like white people acting really weird and it's like hilarious to you? You know, this isn't hilarious because people got shot. People really got hurt. So, so it's not quite the same thing, right? It's not hilarious, but it is, right? It, it's At least it's interesting. It's intriguing. It's like, wow. So one white boy is chasing another white boy with a skateboard and the other white boy has an AR-15. Go watch the video. I encourage you, don't listen to what the media is telling you. Go watch the video. They're chasing this guy, and then they knock him down, and he's like, pop, pop, pop. And one guy you know, acts like he's surrendering, then he pulls out a weapon. It looked like he did. I don't know. And then he's like, pop, pop. And I said, whoa, he's really like busting caps in their asses. Like, this is crazy. And here's the part where the racism kicks in. This is where... You know, where black people have a, a legitimate reason to say, what the hell is this? Did anybody see, tell me, give me a yes or no if you saw this. Did anybody see what happened after he shot the white boys, after Kyle shot the, the white dudes? He goes down the street with the AR strapped to his body toward the police. And he's like, look, I did it. I shot, I shot somebody, you know, arrest me. I'll get on the ground. What you need? And the cops literally rolled right past him. Like, how you doing, sir? Have a nice day. Like, they rolled right past him. He's like, I shot somebody. I, I shot. And then people are like, that dude shot somebody, man. He shot him. And the police literally walked, drove right past him like nothing to see here. That was weird to me. Like, so if you want to talk about racial uh, inequality, if you want to call it that, or racial disparity in the criminal justice system, that's a prototypical example because if your black ass show up to a protest with an AR-15 strapped to your body, you're probably going to get shot before you get a chance to surrender, right? We know what it is, right? We know how that 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 white privilege. I mean, that was white privilege 101 right there. So, so that is legitimate, right? That's a hundred percent legitimate. In fact, any opinion that you have, I want to make that clear. Any opinion that you have is valid in this space is legitimate in this space. You do not have to agree with me to be here. Just hear me out. Just hear my point of view and give it consideration. Can we agree on that? Can we agree that we can disagree and still love each other? I'm not here asking you to say Boyce is right about this because Boyce could be wrong about it. Boyce, my wife will tell you I'm wrong at least five times a day. Okay. So, so here's what I'm going to say on this. I did not see the racism. I saw, you know what I saw? I saw the same things that you see whenever there's a big trial and black people's emotionality gets caught up. I think I saw some pastors that were holding like a prayer vigil or something. And I, and, and I, and I saw like, you know, I saw people get, getting arrested at the protest. I, I'm not going to go get arrested at the trial written or Kyle Rittenhouse trial. I'm just not going to do it. I'm sure Ben Crump was somewhere around you know, waiting to file a lawsuit, but then again, he's busy right now because he's suing the shit out of, of Travis Scott. He's got, I think this man's filed a hundred lawsuits against uh, Travis Scott, Live Nation, Apple Music, NRG Stadium, Drake. This man's about to get paid. Was, mark my word, watch this brother, watch this. He, he's about to be a billionaire out here because he's out here getting his money. Good for him. God bless him. 
but I, I, I think I saw a group of pastors that were holding a prayer vigil outside and all these other things. And, and, and here's the part that I just have to say, you know, honestly, from an honest perspective, is that Kyle Rittenhouse going to jail wouldn't do anything for black people one way or the other. There's nothing that black people gain from Kyle Rittenhouse going to jail or from him being acquitted. Um, I'm, you know, I, I literally was indifferent, but I was very curious to see what you guys think. So I actually did surveys. I do surveys when I want to get real data, real information and hear what the people think, because the media will lie to you. So on my Twitter, my Twitter is Dr. Boyce Watkins one. I did a Twitter amongst intelligent. I did a, a poll amongst intelligent black people. Uh, these are not regular black people. These are black people that follow me. I don't get the typical Negro on my platform. I get black people that think a little bit differently. that want to be a little more progressive. So first question I asked is I said, do you agree with the Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict. 55% of you said yes. 45% of you said no. Okay, fair enough. Next question I asked is I said, does the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting mean he's a racist? Like did the fact that he shot these three white boys at a at a uh, at a Black Lives Matter protest, does that make him into a raging racist or just one guy who got into it with some other people with a difference of opinion? 66% of you, about two thirds of you said no, that this has nothing to do with race and racism. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. I agree with that outcome. I took the survey also on my YouTube channel. I like to get new polls. You guys know I'm a statistician. The second one is, do you think the Kyle Rittenhouse shooting makes him a racist? This is what I also asked on YouTube, just to see if there was a difference. It's about the same, right? So most of you said no, most of you feel it doesn't make him a racist, but 45% of you said yes. So I understand. I totally get it, right? I get it, right? So so the racism I see here is this. I see racism in the system, right? We know that this kangaroo court uh, outcome never would have occurred if Kyle Rittenhouse had been a black man. If he would have been a black man, we'd be having conversations at his funeral because the police would have shot him on sight. I really believe that. I believe that from the core of my heart. Uh, don't go out here thinking you white. This is one of the reasons why I challenge people on this whole integrationist mindset is you, integration will have you thinking that you're white. Like, so, so you think that because you went to Brown University, you got the same degree as the white girl, you're going to get the same job and the same opportunity. And then when you find out that white people are always going to be white, you, your feelings are hurt. You're all sad. You're outraged because you're being mistreated on the job. Well, I'm the black guy who says, why the fuck would you go work for those people anyway? Why are you submitting to a system that hates you? Why are you, why did you give all your money to a white man's university in the first place so they could put you in debt for life? So that you can never actually accomplish any wealth for your family. I'm that guy, right? So I'm that guy who gets it. I totally get it. White people don't like you. You're not going to get treated the same if you're black. I'm simply the guy who also says, after you finish crying, after you finish whining like a bitch, why don't you get up and form a solution that's actually going to empower yourself and empower your people? That's the guy I am. That's the guy I am, right? So so at the end of the day, I get it. I completely get it. The the system, racist, absolutely racist. No way he could have gotten away with this as a black man. No way. Um, is Kyle himself racist? I don't see that. I'll but tell you the truth. I'm not saying he loves black people. I'm not saying he's going to you know, put on a kente cloth and, and and get an artificial afro and show up at, at all the at, at a black you know at, 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 at the all black national convention. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying though is he sounds like a guy who just had a set of values that didn't align with the leftists who are running the Black Lives Matter protest. Black Lives Matter is not a black run organization. It is not a black created movement. It is not a coincidence that all the creators of Black Lives Matter, all the three leaders, Patrice Cullors and all of them, were trained Marxists. Marxism is a leftist ideology. It's not a bad ideology. Karl Marx, uh, you know, who's from, I think, from Russia, Soviet Union, whatever you want to call it, uh, has a lot of great ideas. He has a lot of valid critiques of capitalism. I don't disagree with that. But a Marxist ideology, to me, is not one that encompasses all the things Black people need. 
black people need a type of nationalism. In my view, this is my personal belief. Black people need to rebuild our families. Black people need did not sit spend our time sitting around talking about how gay you can be, right? Be gay if you want to, but that's not what we're gonna spend our time talking about. We're gonna talk about how people can love each other and create strong families so that you can actually build something out of that. Uh, black nationalism might include economic strength, economic power. Let's pull together our money, stop giving it away to everybody else, stop letting people put businesses in your neighborhoods and take all your money, start taking care of your own, right? Because if you don't, they're gonna kick you around forever. Uh, maybe a black nationalist ideology says that if I'm a black man and I got kids, I'm going to educate my kids, not you, not their oppressor, not white supremacy. I don't need my children learning how to be white people with black skin. I need my children learning how to be black people with black skin. Right. So that's what that that those are the core beliefs. So with a Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, or Black Lives Matter or none of those fit into any of that. None of them fit into any of that. So so when I saw the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, I saw. A, a, a kid who has a certain value system. He's a boy scout. He supports the police. That's not always a terrible thing. Not always. I, my father was a police officer and I know a lot of black cops who really care about the black community. Right. And they're not bad people. I don't care what you say. I respect uh, certain cops. I respect the soldiers. I respect those who understand that sometimes you got to pick up a gun and be ready to bust a cap in somebody's ass to defend what is yours. When Ben X, brother Ben X and Jay Morris and all them are down south buying hereafter farms, I encourage them to also talk to Maj Ture about gun control and gun, from Black Guns Matter so that they can know how to defend the territory that they acquire because if you can't defend it, then you ain't going to be able to keep it. If you can't defend it, then it won't be yours. So Kyle Rittenhouse to me, to me, I picked up on a kid who was probably a little gung-ho. I don't think he knew what he was really getting into. He got ex- he got pumped up by this. He might have been a Trump supporter. I think he might, he was, right? It, which, which is, I don't care about that. And he went down there with a gun, defending something. They tested his ass. They got popped. Next thing you know, it's there's a trial. There's nothing about that sequence of events, in my opinion, that has anything to do with black people. If you are caught up in this, if you're caught up in the emotionality of this trial, just understand that it is because the media has worked overtime to ensure that their Negro minions are always on deck for whatever their agenda happens to be. You will never see as many people as riled up about all the deaths of little black babies in Chicago as they are about one white boy being on trial down in Kenosha or wherever the hell this was happening, right? Uh, you, You will never see these people get equally riled up to fight for your reparations. They will never get equally riled up to fight to make sure black people live. They, Whatever it is, healthy food, healthy lives, whatever, they will never get as riled up to make sure black business owners get the support that they need. They will never get this riled up to ensure that black teachers can get money to build black-owned schools so that you can actually educate your kids. That's really your job. So what I'm saying to you is that when you're talking about allyship, black people become involuntary allies. Those who don't know how to think, who haven't been taught how the game works, they easily get caught up in the mix of all this. And they say, oh, my God, there's a racist on trial. He's a racist. Go get him. And and there are people who instantly their Negro triggering kicks in and they say, oh, yes, Lord Jesus, we're going to bring the whole congregation. We're going to come down and we're going to either pray for Kyle or we're going to pray for a guilty verdict. Right. They always praying. Right. And ain't nobody getting nothing done. Ain't nobody actually solving anything. And you're sitting around spending a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of emotionality on something that becomes a big ball of nothing. 
a big ball of absolute nothingness. Because once all this is done, once the dust settles and everything clears, you go back to your neighborhood. It's still devastated. You still got broken up families uh, from drug addiction. Also, you still got hip hop music, mass marketing, drug addiction to every young child in America so that your black boys can never grow up and become men. They're going to become 35, 40 year old little boys that that are so high they can't even take care of their kids. You got you still have. Uh, scenarios where economically you are controlled, you are enslaved, your oppressor controls you, and also they control the minds of your children. That's the reality that you're always turning back to because you're spending your energy on all the wrong stuff. You're not building anything. You're simply reacting to everything. You're you're not building anything because you're reacting to everything. And and they are literally controlling you the way uh, the way Geppetto controlled Pinocchio, and they control your emotions by triggering you to get you upset over some random kid like Kyle Rittenhouse. I don't care nothing about this guy. Uh, these are his victims, RIP to his victims, whichever one's got killed. I don't even know which one's got killed or not. <clears throat> but um, but I, I do, you know, do, I, do I think that there's racism there? Yes, there is. But do I think that it has everything to do with black people? No, I do not. I think black people have bigger fish to fry. And that's what I want to do. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to leave right now and I'm going to go fry some fish because uh, this trial to me was not something that black people should even waste their time being upset about. Focus on something else. Focus on, I don't know, maybe there's some little girl who got shot in the hood this week in Philadelphia or something, which is also another place with, which is has become the killing fields. I have friends in Philadelphia who literally don't feel safe anywhere because so many people are just dying for no reason, right? And so maybe there's a trial of somebody who shot a little girl that you can pay attention to and get, get riled up about that. Impress me by getting riled up about that. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial, what what difference is it going to make? What difference is it going to make in your life? What difference is it going to make in your community? It, it just it just isn't. It just isn't. In fact, actually, anytime there is a public outrage over one trial, over one situation involving one person or two people or three people, what that is, is that is symbolism. What you're doing is you're focusing on the idiosyncrasies, which is specific one off scenarios. You're focusing on the one off and you're missing the entire systematic game that's being played on you. Your enemy is not the individual situations. You don't even know, even Ahmaud Arbery, you know, you don't know the specifics of that situation. You don't know Ahmad. You don't know those people involved. You don't know what was really going down. All you know is that a black person got killed by some white people. I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I'm not saying he deserved it. I'm not saying that it makes them not guilty. I'm saying any of that. But what I'm saying is that you have to look at the big picture. Remember, racism is a system. You fight systems with systems. You cannot react. If, if I have roaches all throughout my house, I've got to ex- systematically exterminate the roaches. I need somebody to come and bomb the whole house so they can kill all the roaches. I can't sit around and get riled up and fight every roach that crawls out from under the, the refrigerator. And that's what they do. They get you fighting and going crazy and using up all your energy fighting every roach that crawls out from under the fridge. And you never actually sit down and say, how do we systematically deal with the rodent problem all throughout the house? Right. So systematic racism is a very broad sort of thing. Systematic racism comes in the form of these systems. One, the criminal justice system. You have probably about a million or more black people who were incarcerated on a mass scale and traumatized on a mass scale by things like the Biden crime bill that has affected so many of your communities. How many of y'all have a relative who has gone to prison and, and their brain is all fucked up since they went to prison and went through trauma that goes with coming to prison? Right. How many of y'all give me a yes or no. If you have if you have somebody in your family that was affected by mass incarceration, uh, systematic uh, the war on drugs, where they systematically didn't just drop drugs in your community to really shift your culture. 
and, and create millions of drug addicts, but they also led to uh, uh, millions of broken families, millions of people dying from drugs, millions of people getting addicted to drugs, millions of people going to prison for drugs. How many of you have a relative who was affected by drugs? I bet none of y'all have a relative who's ever been killed by a Klansman or a Proud Boy, but you probably have a relative who was killed by drugs or went to prison for drugs or got popped on some drugs or had some bad shit happen because of drugs. That's systematic. What's another system? The economic system. How many of you have dealt with the racism and the sheer frustration of working for a white person who hated your black ass every single day, who made you feel like shit every time you walked in that building? Give me a yes in the chat if you've ever had a, a scenario where you were in the economic system and you looked for a job and you did your job every day and yet the white girl down the hall got the promotion, you got fired on your day off or they never gave you the job in the first place or they stressed you out so much that you damn near wanted to kill yourself. How many of you have gone through that sort of pain of working for a white person and hating it, right? Okay, what's another system? The educational system. How many of you remember the racism in the public school system? How many of you remember the white teachers treating you a certain way or filling your brain up with a bunch of Eurocentric nonsense they they will they won't they'll ban a dr claude anderson from coming to the damn school because they don't want black people learning things like this so they'll have you learning a bunch of stuff that is approved by white people how many of you remember that from school how many of y'all got pissed off when you started learning the real history of what they really did to you and understanding real economics that actually empowers you because they never taught you that at school that is a system. I could keep going. I could do this all day. I could do this all day and twice on Sundays. What I'm saying to you is this. If you're going to fight racism for real, fight the systems. You must fight the systems. You must build alternative systems. You must think in a systematic fashion. This, this, this emotionality where we just get riled up because one white boy is on trial that ain't going to fix shit. All that's going to do is raise your blood pressure, stress you out, and make you incredibly unhappy. And I, I don't care what Rachel Maddow told you on MSNBC. She's wrong. She's wrong. God bless her. She's representing her own. She's representing the, the left very well. She's representing the Democrats extremely well. She's representing the LGBT community extremely well. But she ain't representing you. They're using you. They are using you. So what I'm saying to you is represent yourself, represent yourself, figure out what matters for you. And this Kyle Rittenhouse traveling got nothing to do with me and my family. I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was interesting because so many of y'all were talking about it. That's why I came in to kind of lay down the gauntlet and let you guys know what my perspective is on this. Again, if you don't agree with me, that is okay. I respect the difference of opinion and I hope you can respect mine. So I'm going to go hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Please do that. That's very important for the platform. Uh, we want to be truth tellers and we want to do it on a broad scale. We could use your help. Share this video if you think anybody can benefit. Follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is the Real Boys Watkins. If you like intelligent conversations, that's the place to be. And, uh, and I'm out of here. And also, don't forget, on Wednesday nights, we're reading Black Labor, White Wealth right now. I'm analyzing it and breaking it down for you. It's Dr. Claude Anderson's book. If you want to join the book club, you can join for free and get free access to my life class for free. No no pennies, nothing, right? Go to blackkeystogreatness.com. That's the URL, blackkeystogreatness.com. Wednesday night, I re I've read the, read the book word for word. We are on page 200 or something, 210, and I will keep reading. And then we're going to go through powernomics and all this stuff, because my belief is that we must be the school system. 
We must be the educational system. So when I'm reaching out to a million black people a week and I'm systematically sharing information to families all across this world, that is my response to systematic racism. My response to systematic racism is to build a better system. We are the system. We are the kings. We're not just the kings and the queens. We are the king makers. That's what it means to control the system. That's what power looks like. So my goal at the end of the day is not to complain about white power. My goal is to actually have some black power. So everybody put black power in the chat. I'm about to go. My wife got me some chicken. I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. Please have a great day. Talk to you soon. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money and the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.